Hello, and welcome to another Thought with the Ringmaster. This uh, episode is part of the celebrations of the 200th anniversary of uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, to me, I did not encounter the book until later on in life. When I first encountered uh, Frankenstein the monster was uh, during the Boris Karloff uh, era, the sort of golden age of uh, horror movies. Uh, the lumbering, kind of awkward beast, but immensely powerful. Uh, it always resonated with me. Uh, to me, I always likened uh, Frankenstein's monster to that of a dog. Frankenstein, the scientist, went to the trouble of obsessively uh, studying, putting together his equipment, uh, his experiments, getting the cadavers to create life. And that, in a sense, was fun, exciting. It was a new concept, never been done before. But then, where it went wrong is he effectively, once he got bored with his toy, he kind of kicked it to the side. He I always likened Frankenstein's monster to a beaten dog. Any dog or animal, if you treat it cruelly, will become vicious and fear. And I always had a sympathy for the character because by no fault of his own, he was created, he was brought into this environment, and then he was treated cruelly. And in the end, he lashed out. Which, uh, any beast, human or other, if you're treated cruelty or have a nasty uh, upbringing or home life, you're going to react negatively. So that, I always had a sympathy for the creature and many times uh, he was, the villagers came with the pitchforks and burning torches and better burned him alive or he got trapped in, you know, all the times he was uh, destroyed and uh, brought back. I always had sympathy for the creature. Now, in more modern tales, they try to make him more terrifying, more human-like. And to me, I took away from this, the the Golden Age sort of depiction of Frankenstein, which I grew up and uh, came to love. So I was never really too fussed on the, the more modern versions of uh, Frankenstein's monster. Um, the most recent one that I encountered was that series, Penny Dreadful. I just couldn't resonate with the creature. Yeah, it was a somebody that looked reason, you know, didn't even look ugly or put together. And this is the thing with, unfortunately, with television and media, everyone, everything has to be pretty. Where there was nothing pretty. Uh, Frankenstein's monster in this era was awkward. It looked put together, so you kind of got that vibe of him. The way he walked, you know, was clumsy. Uh, the huge overshaped boots, everything else just added to the, you know, this thrown together because that was the whole horrific, uh, concept back then of taking body parts and putting them together from different people and the whole concept that parts of your body still maintained your consciousness. So the confusion in the Frankenstein's monster as well was the, the idea that it was all these different personalities because the belief back then was, you know, if your hand got cut off, your soul or part of you was still part of your hand, even though the rest of you was gone. And it was this whole mix match. Almost a, if you think of a We Are Legion, you know, it was kind of that mix match, but in a pathetic, downtrodden creature 
who in the end, because uh, I remember one particular scene of the earlier ones, he came across a child and the child showed him a brief moment of kindness and he didn't bother then, you know, the, the child didn't show him fear, reached up, I can't remember what it was, was it a flower or something that had in its basket, but reached up with a creature and in that moment there was a bit of understanding that the only thing uh, that Frankenstein's monster meant was kindness. Which is back to the nature versus nurture sort of argument again. You know, you treat people or things or whatever else cruelly. Do not be surprised if it comes back to haunt you. That's that's just the, the basics of social interaction at the end of the day. So there's a lot of lessons we can take from this as well, which I have throughout life. Just, you know, be mindful of how you treat others. Be, um, be mindful how others treat you because if you let yourself treated like a, a downtrodden dog or beaten, you're going to react violently. So recognize this yourself. And this is part of um, lesser magic. This is part of being your own god. You decide how much control, how much power people have over you. In this case, Frankenstein's monster didn't initially, but when he realized uh, with the anger that he was actually a lot more powerful, you know, and even though back in the these were clunky, they're still... They're still wonderful to watch today. That's the thing. These, uh, they've aged, but they haven't because you can go back and watch them. You can still get the same emotive language. Just the special effects aren't there, but you don't need them with these. And that's, that's part of the appeal as well, always with this creature that he stood the test of time. Even in the more comical, like this is from Abbott and Costello meet the Frankenstein and Dracula. So. You know, it was actually a comedy, but it still had that creepy horror, the, the kind of thing I absolutely adore, uh, element to it, but brought in the two comedic, uh, two comedians actually. I grew up with Abbott and Costello, you know, seeing these, uh, these iconic characters coming together onto one platform, uh, to me was just, uh, wonderful and as a young person was a real treat. Uh, it's still not that often you see it these days or done well, but at this time it was. So, uh, Tell me in the comments below, um, what was your most memorable, uh, memorable aspect of Frankenstein's monster? Um, where, where and how did the character resonate with you? Did you prefer this, the older sort of era movies? Or do you prefer the more modern take? You know, uh, I suppose it's their own, you know, with, as time moves on, tastes change and what people want. So let me know what you think. Um, and it'd be interesting to hear from you.